Hey guys, welcome to this brand new episode, brand new way of doing things. This is come, come drive with me. So I'm headed now to church for rehearsals, choir rehearsals. And I just decided I would do my recording while I'm on my way to church. So you hear some horns, you hear some sirens, hopefully you won't hear some crazy driver talk. <laughs> hopefully you won't. Maybe some ruffling noises, some rain in the background. But yeah, so let's let's talk, okay? Um, first of all, I think something very important to say is that podcasting is like rending your heart out. And I mean, it's easy to just say nonsense, but I don't want to say nonsense. I want to structure content and everything. So I'm very careful about what I put out. Make sure it's the best. Okay, so right now, the rain is falling uh, heavily, as you can hear from the splattering around me right now. Um, it's a beautiful day, a beautiful Tuesday. Yes, this is um, the day the Lord has made. And um, I, I said I would talk about like um, biblical concepts today, like things like justification and sanctification and things like that. So what we see is that many people don't understand what the Bible talks about. They don't understand what the Bible talks about when it mentions um, this, this. I mean, it doesn't actually use these words, justification. It doesn't use the word sanctification as an ION, but it talks about being sanctified and all. Now, um, justification is this. You're guilty of something. I'm guilty of committing sins. I've lied before. I've stolen before. With my mind, I've committed adultery before because Jesus said that if you look at a woman lustfully in your heart, you've already committed adultery with her. I have um, disobeyed my parents. I have um, thought about stealing, even if I haven't stolen physically, but of course I have stolen before. And I'm a lawbreaker. And by the definition of a law, the law is perfection. So anyone that fails in one of the law, fails in all of it. I'm, sh I'm sure you may not know this, but um, the Ten Commandments are the basis for most moral laws for countries. So when we talk about, okay, let me give you an overview of where I am now. Well, on the main road, driving, cars are still coming out because the rain just started. So, okay, let's go back to what we're talking about. I uh, usually. I lose my train of thought very easily. Uh, what was I saying? Justification. Uh, so I, by definition, the Ten Commandments are the standard where many cultures get their own laws. The constitutions, laws of a land, they all come from the Bible and from the words of, of the Lord spoken to Moses in the Old Testament, the Torah and everything. So, by definition, I am a lawbreaker. And from the book of Isaiah, the soul that seen it shall die. Now, I'm unsure again if that's Isaiah or Ezekiel. But I read it recently. So the soul that seen it shall die. 
so if I have sinned, my punishment is death. But now here comes this, this power, this entity, the judge of the whole world, Jesus, God. He comes to earth. Are you hearing those noises in the background? Yeah, that's the road. He comes and he takes upon my sin. He comes to earth as a human being, okay? And this is historically proven that Jesus actually was born. And he lived a sinless life. In other words, he didn't commit any sin. He completely fulfilled the law. Everything it says, it means that he didn't lust in his heart. He didn't steal. He didn't disobey his parents. He didn't um, eye his neighbor's property, his neighbor's house, his neighbor's ox, men seven and main servants. He was the perfect man on earth. And because of this perfection, he is the standard for us because he lived and he died and in his perfection as a judge the only way to atone for sin is life for life an eye for an eye a two for a two so we need someone who was sinless to be able to take upon the sins like a transfer of the sins of one to another we can't have a, a sinful man dying for another sinful man we can't have two men who are accused of murder in a court. The other saying, I'll take this one's punishment. No, you too, you have to pay your own punishment. Each person has to die for their own sins. So we need someone who is not guilty, who has been found innocent, who has not committed anything completely pure, a lamb without blemish. And that one takes upon the sins of the other. So justification is a process where the Lord took upon our sins, upon himself, because he lived a blameless life. He did not sin at all. He took upon himself our sins, and he died on the cross. And as the judge of all the earth, he says, I, the judge of all the earth, hereby set Toyo Eresanara today free from all the punishments of his sin, not based on his own righteousness, but based on the sacrifice of my son Jesus Christ on the cross 2021 years ago he has been justified by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ now that's justification okay so in other words with justification we don't have to do anything you can hear the rain is heavy right around me now let's go to another concept that people actually misconstrue a lot. Me, we don't understand. Sanctification. Many people interchange. They put the carts in front of the horse. They put sanctification in front of justification. But justification is a prerequisite before sanctification can come in. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, sanctification is a process of being conformed to the image of God. Of being or becoming more like Jesus in other words I have been declared justified by the judge of the whole world but I still lie I still have committed adultery I've still com um, I'm committed abortion I still um, have this ungodly desires in my heart I still let's say I, I still bet I still, um, I still shout once in a while I still get angry and it causes me to sin all these impurities, I still overwork myself and thus not honor the Lord with my rest. All these things are human, part of our 
in nature because of sin, the sinfulness of sin. When Adam and Eve sinned, sin came into the world. And we were in the loins of Adam and Eve. So we inherited sin. So now, all these things are within me. I have to go through a process called sanctification. To be sanctified is to be made like Jesus, to be made holy, to sanctify something, to be made holy like the perfect one. So I am becoming more and more like Jesus. I don't remember how the book puts the word sanctification, but I will stick with the simple definition, to be set apart, to set it apart, to put it separate, to be different from the world. So sanctification is a process where I mortify, mortify is a fancy word for kill. I kill the deeds of my flesh. I kill the desires of my youth. Let me tell you a very interesting story. I just came from school today. Um, I was teaching this class, and um, I had two classes with them, two periods. Um, so that's like 40, 80 minutes with the kids, from 12 noon to 1.20. That's one hour, 20 minutes. Oh, that's a long time. From 12 noon to 1.20 p.m. Huh, that's um, one hour, 20 minutes. That's 60 minutes. 60, 120. Uh, no, that's not one hour, 20. That's, that's um, 60 plus 20. That's 80 minutes. So 40 minutes for each class. So there was this boy, very disruptive boy, very disruptive. And this boy doesn't know how to keep quiet. He doesn't bring his notes. He's always talking. He's very ready to take a cane because he, that's all the language that he has understood all his life. And here he is disrupting my class, he's not copying, and I'm like, what do I do to this boy? I just tell him to leave my class, leave my class. This, by the way, this is GS1 students I'm talking about here, like a 12-year-old boy, leave my class. Small boy like this. And he starts making noise outside at the door, and I tell him to kneel down there. And I stand outside with him till the end of class, because I'm not going in there, it's too dusty. I just let the students copy their notes, and I explain later on, or I give them a test so they can get it better. Anyway, so, this boy is clearly not in the right. So I decided that I can't leave this boy like this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hand him over to, to the authorities. <laughs> so at the end of class, I took him and we went to see the principal's office, to the vice principal's office. And I took him and I told him, do you know this boy? This boy is a disruptive force in my class. Doesn't copy notes. He's always in one kind of trouble or the other. And I hand them over to him. And all of a sudden, the boy starts crying. I was copying my notes. I was copying my notes. I was smiling. <laughs> you see, I handed that boy over to them, not because I hate the boy, or not because I want them to flog the boy to death. <laughs> I mean, I don't want that. But because I actually love that kid. I don't want it to be at the end of the day that it comes out that he did not get the discipline he needed in life to set him to. Because if he's like this in GS1, imagine what will happen when he gets to the level where the cultists start coming, when he gets to SS1. What kind of tyrant will he be? So I handed him over to the school authorities for the destruction of his flesh so that in the end he will be saved. I know you're getting the parallels of what I'm saying right now. So similar with the process of sanctification. I mean, these are two different concepts I talked about. But the, the, the parallel comes here. Being sanctified, it means to kill our sinful desires one by one. I'm a disruptive force to kill that desire by cane or something. I have to help me. 
Lord, take away these things from me. God, I watch pornography. Lord, take it from me. Lord, I, 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 I'm ex- I do examination or practice. I copy people's examination scores, results. I, I, I um, aid it. I'm the one that gives out the examination or practice. Or I am an invigilator and I close my eyes to it. Or I'm in an auditing firm and I'm stealing money. God, help me, God. I'm, I'm ready to turn away from this life of sin. Help me to be sanctified. And the funny thing about sanctification is that the process never finishes. Till the day we meet Jesus, if you are born again, till the day we die and, and go to heaven, or he comes back, Lord willing, if he doesn't tarry. We are going to go through this process of sanctification. That's why I, I tell, I'm quick to tell people that I'm not a good man. Oh, no, 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 I know. I know how wretched I am, my human condition, how wretched and sinful I am, the sinfulness of sin. And I understand this. And that is why I depend on the Lord more and more in my daily life. So um, that is justification and that is sanctification. Justification is the first step. Unless you have accepted this exchange, this uh, manipulation of the books, this judicial pronouncement, this forensic declaration that the judge of all the earth has declared you justified based on the sacrifice of Jesus who took upon your punishment until you accept that sacrifice. You are not born again. But you do not have any power to, to, to get into heaven. You can't make heaven. Like people say many times, I want to make heaven. You can't make it to heaven because it was not your sacrifice that took you to the point of heaven. It was Jesus. So, you might continue in sin, God forbid, but you are already a child of God. And um, don't let me get going to the in the principles of um, a foundational. You say before the foundation of the world, Christ knew you were in Him from the foundation of the world. Don't let me go into all that doctrine today. Not necessary for now. Um, but yeah, I, I I say this because I wonder. I people now. When you say, are you born again? People are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm born again. But people don't know what it means to be born again. You need to be born of water and of the Spirit. In other words, you need to be baptized in water and you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. You need to accept his sacrifice and you will be saved. So some people are driving crazily here. So I think I'm going to just bypass them completely. Okay, so... There's water here, so I'm just trying to be smart and drive well. So, here we go. That's how we do it. That's how we roll. Okay. So... Uh, one KK just passed. Then these pedestrians are crossing the road. They're jaywalking. And I have to stop right in the middle of the road for them to pass. And then this other car is trying to overtake me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, while I get to the end of this trip, enjoy some jams, shall we?
DC and Biggie Winers. Shout out. Okay, I just arrived at church. Oh, I'm about to go in. Yeah, I'm about to get into the gates. Our children are like arrows in the hand of the Lord. They shall contend with the enemies at the gates. Okay, so I'm in. I know my dad just taught me this this complimentary horn. There are ways you horn, like if you want to be mad at people, but if you are greeting people. It's just a tiny stuff. Boop. I'll show you right now. I'm going to pass some people that I greet. And I'm going to greet them with my signature horn. I mean, it's not mine. <laughs> it's dad that taught me. So I'll greet him, one of the security, the soldiers in here, and greet him. You hear that? Nice. Boop. Yeah, so that's, that's that. OK. Believe, yes, it's okay. Oh, Father, Lord, you are so good. I don't deserve this, God. I don't deserve how good you have been to me. Reverse parking, yeah! Oh, woohoo! Okay, guys, so you followed me all the way to church um, on this trip. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you learned something from this episode. Um, let me know if this actually makes any sense to you. Maybe I could have sitting car conversation with different people if the audio is good enough. <laughs> now I'm going to just, I'm just messing with my levels now. I have to go fix them in post. So what am I doing? Thank you, and um, see you later. Okay, take care.